Now, it's time for the Cybersecurity News Bite with Jim Guckin. Cybersecurity News Bite, episode number 70. For October 9th, 2023, some Android devices come with a hidden back door, curl to patch two security vulnerabilities, 23andMe breach exposes DNA and potential family ties, and Sony confirms data breach impacting thousands in the U.S. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Jim Guckin. Uh, I have been gone for a couple weeks. I had some computer problems, um, so... I think I was able to save the last week's episode uh, that happened during the computer problems. Um, we will see if we can't get that up and running, but that will probably come out after this episode. Um, so apologies for that, but uh, let's get started. Lots of good stories to talk about this week. Um, and some of them very interesting. Um, like the first one here uh, that we were talking about. Uh, there was a story that I thought we talked about in the show, but I couldn't find it in my show notes. Um, that there were Android TV boxes. This is probably about early, early this year, late last year, uh, around January. Um, there was a story that came out uh, that said Android Amazon boxes sold on TV were, were loaded with malware. Uh, and this was according to the Canadian infrastructure and security consultant, Daniel Milznick. 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 Uh, he purchased a device. Um, the, the type he purchased was a T95 Android TV box running Android 10. Uh, and then as he kind of dug into it, he saw, you know, things that kind of immediately set off some, you know, some, uh, alerts in his head. Uh, one of them being that the Android 10 was using some test keys, uh, rather than the, you know, completed keys that are in there when they're done. And he saw that the Android debug bridge was set to open, meaning anyone on his access, whether or near the device, whether it's Bluetooth or, or Wi-Fi or a network, could have connected to the device and made some changes. And that's where the story ended in January. Um, but, you know, the lesson's still the same regardless. But this week, a uh, cybersecurity firm called uh, Human Security uh, ran their own investigation following up on this previous investigation uh, from the Canadian Infrastructure uh, and security. Uh, and they, they found that, uh, out of a whole bunch of, uh, stuff they bought that seven Android boxes and a tablet were sold all on Amazon or, um, uh, the Chinese one that I cannot seem to uh, Alibaba. Uh, when they looked and they all found that these were installed with, uh, malware backdoors built into the devices. Once again, mostly heavily on the Android TV boxes, but you know, there are there was a tablet that was caught up in this one. Um, and they took a look at the code um, for this malware that was installed, this backdoors that were installed. And that coding showed that there was about 200 different Android devices uh, programmed into this thing. So it means up to 200 different models um, could be impacted. Uh, once again, these are not ones that come from name brand manufacturers that you buy from the name brand manufacturers. These are kind of off-brand ones that you buy on Amazon. Uh, so the devices that, that, that um, Human Security has identified are the models uh, for the TV, uh, T95, T95Z, uh, T95 Max, X88, Q9, X Plus, and MXQ Pro 5G. 
Those are all the Android versions. And the tablet was a J5-W. Now, I've told you this, and your initial thing goes, well, I'll just avoid those things. But they're not called those things all the time. They may not be in the descriptions. Uh, sometimes they are sold under various different names. And that means it can be very hard to protect yourself if you're buying this stuff online. So, you know, what should you do? And it's always the same advice as buy name brand. Spend the extra money to make sure that you're not buying something with malware pre-built into it. Because if you buy something from an untrusted source, it is very hard to remove this malware, if not near impossible to do so. So now let's see, well, what does the... What does this do? What does this malware do? Why should, I, why should I be afraid? So, according to human security, you buy the device, you plug it in, you set it up to your network. It goes and reaches out to a command and control server, a C2 server, uh, in China. It downloads uh, instructions from that and then starts doing whatever it wants to do, whatever the command and control server tells it to do. Uh, some of the things they caught it um, doing is creating fake Gmail and WhatsApp accounts, so it could be like a bot. Um... It, there was uh, ads that were making about 4 million uh, ad requests per day, clicking, um, taking up your precious bandwidth and processing power of these devices to make the uh, people money. Uh, and the one that I think is probably the most um, serious is using the device as a proxy to sell your connection to other people. So if I want to do something bad, I could buy a connection through a... Uh, uh, you know, a, uh, a, a Android TV box. And my connection would go into yours and then back out, making it look like the traffic was yours. Um, once again, eating up your bandwidth and covering criminals and possibly pointing them in your direction. So that's why you want to make sure that you're spending the extra couple bucks and really, really getting a name brand version. I know we're in the streaming era. But if you can't buy from a trusted brand, then you, you, you run the risk of, you know, someone maliciously on your network and hope it's just to, to sell the network traffic to someone else. Um, and if not, you know, making it look like you're just clicking ads or that you're part of a botnet that's out there scamming people. It's not something you want to be a part of. And as I said, it's almost impossible to remove this from the TV boxes, meaning the, the, the code is almost baked into the hardware. So, you know, spend the extra money, get a, a, a legitimate um, streaming device. Um, I love Android and everything, but, you know, make sure you're paying the extra money for something you can trust. Because these are always cheaper um, and hoping that people just kind of get caught up in it. So definitely something to pay attention to. Make sure you protect yourself, um, especially if you're buying, you know, uh, anything kind of um, cheap off of Amazon when it comes to Android uh, TV. For our second story, uh, it's a little shorter, but this one was kind of interesting to me. So um, if you're in technology, I'm sure you've heard the name Curl. It is a library or a command line that's used to kind of transfer data over various network protocols. These are built into every application um, that does this kind of stuff. It's something that's open source. A lot of people use it. It's built into a lot of things. Well, the maintainers of the curl program uh, released a advisory warning for two security vulnerabilities. One of them being um, 
bad and the other one being not really as bad. Um, but the plus is, is they will release a fix for this in two days in October 11th, 2023. Um, their hope is to have this fix out and running. Uh, so it will be fixed if you use curl version 8.4.0. Uh, and as I said, the vulnerabilities are tracked as CVE 2023-38545. Uh, this is the high one, the one you need to be careful of. And it um, impacts the lib curl with the library of the library curl and the regular curl. Now, the other one's tracked as CVE 2023-38546. So one number off the last one. This is a low-level one, not necessarily as bad, um, but it only uh, impacts the library of curl, lib curl. Now, the weird thing about this, and, and I'm totally behind it. I, you know, I, I, I get why they did it. The details of this actual issue are unknown. We don't know. The exact versions that are impacted are generally unknown. And this is all being done so that they can avoid someone trying to exploit these versions. Um, though they did say that it was the last several years of curl versions that were, um, impacted. So more than likely, if you've used curl in the last couple of years, you're probably running an, an, an impacted version. Now, Daniel Stern, who is the lead developer behind the project, uh, has said, uh, in a message that he posted onto GitHub, sure. There's a minuscule risk that someone can find these again before we ship and patch or before we ship the patch. But the issue has stayed undetected for years for a reason. So why they're not saying much now, what they are saying is this was, this has been in multiple versions. Um, and no one's at least that we have found has been using this risk. So, you know, they're kind of hedging their bets saying, Hey, we can get this, this version out before someone detects this. And we're not going to say why to kind of, uh, hopefully hedge our bets into making sure this is patched before the problems out there. Now, once again, once the information comes out or someone finds out what the, the version is, anyone who hasn't updated to 8.4.0 um, will be impacted. So it's one of those things where I don't have a lot of news to give you, but if you use curl, if it's built into your applications, please update it as quick as possible because, you know, there is a high level uh, vulnerability that we don't know how, and I don't know how to explain. My assumption is it's, it's kind of tricky or it's kind of hidden. But once people start knowing where to look, then your risk gets a little higher for someone trying to exploit it. So please um, check on, uh, was it uh, today's ninth? So Wednesday, check to see if this version was released. And uh, if it is, please make sure you update uh, if possible. For our third story this week, 23andMe, the popular DNA testing company, um, has announced that they're, they're launching an investigation um, after they found out that some client data was listed for sale on a cybersecurity, or cybersecurity, a cybercrime forum. Uh, well, I mean, technically cybersecurity, but, you know, cybercrime forum. Um, so this was actually detected at the beginning of October, the 1st of October, uh, eight days ago. Uh, they found on the cybercrime forum that a um, a malicious actor uh, claimed to have about 20 million pieces of data. Uh, and the 
malicious actor claimed it was the most valuable data you'll ever see. And they released a first leak, which is about a million lines of code. On October 4th, they started selling this this data in, in, in bulk profiles, uh, say. So you could buy them in batches of 100, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000. And depending on how much you bought, they, they ranged from about a dollar per account to $10 per account. Now, the information that this uh, leak has is names, usernames, profile, photos, genders, birthdays, geographic location, uh, and your genetic ancestry results. The data is confirmed to be legitimate by 23andMe, which is why they're doing this investigation to find out what happened. Um, they kind of know, and, and the, the, the story they're kind of weaving right now is um, they got credentials from other breaches. They used those other breaches' data to uh, pretty much guess and hit the website 23andMe. They found people who had the same username and password, which is why we always tell you to make sure that your username and password are different. Um... And then they kind of scraped the uh, data from, from the website the best they could. Um, because uh, there is a feature on 23andMe called DNA relatives that kind of marks your relatives that have the same genetic profile as you. Um, that was the kind of people they, they targeted. So uh, they were able to scrape data with potential relatives. Now, this data probably in itself is not doesn't sound that scary. You know, oh, you got my genetic data, you know who's related to me. Big deal. Um, but it's what else they can use with that data. So once they have, you know, your family tree, which is kind of hard to put together, you can probably get some of it um, via OSINT and, and kind of piece it all together. But 23andMe, I I could give you everything I want. Here's, here's my name. Here's my parents' names. Here's here's their my aunt's names. And be able to use those with AI, with phishing schemes to kind of be more targeted. You know, I... It might seem weird if you get an email, hey, this is Aunt Janine, and you don't have an Aunt Janine. But if my tree says, hey, you have an Aunt Patty, you know, well, Aunt Patty sends you an email, and this is what you're going to get now. So, I don't know if I would say it's the most valuable data that you'll ever see, the same claim that this malicious actor has made. I would say it has the potential to be that way when paired with other data that is available on the dark web. It's a piece of a puzzle that is very dangerous and, you know, can be utilized for, you know, further attacks. I mean, it's not directly, it's not your username, well, it's your username, um, but not like a password or anything. They're just able to see, hey, Jim Guckin may have someone who's linked in a family tree with someone else. Now I have a username, probably be able to leverage those usernames and cross some other breach data to find out if some of those usernames match. Maybe find out if you, you know, depending on passwords they get, they may say, hey, look, you know, Jim might have used password one in the in the past and then changed it to password two and then password three. So I could run through and guess password one, two, three, four, five, six, and see if I can get access to another account. This is why it's very important to make sure your passwords are different from one another. Um, and also just be wary for the next foreseeable future uh, on uh, phishing emails you may get that, that seem to have a lot more information because you put it there. They may have photos. Um, they may know more information just because they can pivot that from that information. So uh, big thing to watch out for. Please be careful. Um, but I mean, this is the stuff that's going to happen. The more stuff we put online, even if you don't think it's that valuable to begin with. 
imagine what they're going to be able to do. They're going to, they might be able to get pieces of uh, information that they can use. Like, hey, I'm reaching out to you because I saw you on, on on Ancestry. You know, here's a picture I think of your mother, and then has malware attached to it. So, definitely something uh, you should be on the lookout for. Definitely a very interesting piece, but not necessarily a very important piece on its own. Just something that could be linked in with leverage with other things. And for our final story this week, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment was breached. Uh, and if you pay attention to the news, there was a breach last month um, that had a, uh, I think it was like 3.14 gigs of data uh, stolen from the company's systems. Uh, it was leaked, two different threat actors. Um, and there was, this was from a whole bunch of different systems like uh, uh, Sonar Cube. Uh, certificates, creative creators cloud, incident response policies, um, device uh, uh, emulator for generating licenses. That was all last month. This is a whole different breach. And this comes from a, from a very popular uh, topic this time around. Um, so Sony Interactive has put out a, um, a letter to current former employees and their family members about the cybersecurity breach. Um, they are estimating that it impacts about 6,800 individuals. Uh, and a lot of this was confirming the intrusion per uh, their MoveIt platform. Um, and MoveIt's been a, a kind of a, a central thing for a lot of uh, different, you know, breaches recently um, because it was, you know, targeted by the Klopp ransomware group. So there was a lot of victims for this. So apparently Sony had set up... Um, move it to transfer some information across. This was accessed by the Klopp uh, ransomware group. Um, they used uh, CVE 2023-34-362, which was a uh, SQL injection flaw that allowed them to run code. Uh, Klopp has confirmed that Sony was um, one of their victims. It linked it to June. Sony released the public statement this week. So even though they were aware of it in June, they just kind of said, Hey, this is happening now. Um, the compromise happened back in May and they discovered, uh, unauthorized downloads immediately took that platform offline, which is kind of what, uh, was recommended to, uh, to have done at the time. Um, and then they launched an investigation that, um, that kind of, uh, pulled some of this up. So if you, worked for Sony or um, were related to someone who worked at Sony, you may have gotten one of these letters. So definitely something you have to watch out for. Um, but another victim, obviously, of this move it breach that was so big that, you know, we're still finding out stuff. Um, because people are, you know, they take their time to do their investigations and all before they start releasing the, the stuff. As I said, this originally started back in May. In June... Klopp had added them to their um, their victims list. Um, and it took a couple months from there, from obviously from June to October, uh, before the, it made it publicly announced, making sure that all the people had uh, the recovered where they need to be. I'm sure they probably gave them some kind of, um, you know, um, credit monitoring, which is kind of typical for most of these things. But... Once again, internal data leaked um, of a personal nature for these people. We don't actually know what exactly it was, but I'm assuming because it's the former employees, current employees, and their family members, it's probably some kind of HR database. 
Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening to the show once again. Don't forget, you can find more information about the show at cybersecuritynewsbite.com. There you'll find all the shows with the show notes uh, that I use to kind of, you know, guide the show along. Um, we try to go every week. Sometimes doesn't happen, but we try every week to talk about the news stories I think you need. Um, you can always contact me and me at jimguckin.com. You can find out more information about me personally at jimguckin.com. Um, don't forget you can subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Please, if you can rate us on those, um, do you want to put some comments in, let us know what you think. Um, but the more you listen, the more, I guess I'm forced to do this and the more than you're forced to listen, you know, it's kind of a vicious circle. Um, but everyone make sure you stay safe online and we'll talk again next week. You've been listening to the Cybersecurity News Byte with Jim Guckin. Learn more about our show at cybersecuritynewsbyte.com. 